Grasshopper walks into a bar, right? The bartender looks at him, and he says, Hey, they named a drink after you. Really? replies the grasshopper. There's a drink named Stan? <laughs> Came in soft. Came in soft. Oh, that one actually got me. I like that one. I hadn't heard that one before. I told you, I told you. So I was at work the other day, and somebody, they told me, they told me this joke. I was on the phone, and I just remember going, ah, yeah, (laughs) I had a darn good belly laugh, I sure did. It's good. I like it. I definitely still pinched the bridge of my nose and, like, shook my head, but... Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome everybody, one and all, to Contagious Curiosity with Kat and Lainey. I'm Lainey. And I'm Kat. And we're super stoked to have you guys here. We did not intend on having this be a two-part series, um, but I had apparently way too much to say and (laughs) couldn't figure out how to shut up and just kept giving you guys information. So here we are, round two of medical bizarreties, anomalies, whatever you want to call them. Weird stuff that happens or could happen to the human body. Well, I think we're definitely calling them bizarreties from now on. I know that. Bizarreties. Yeah, I know that. That's true. I know that for certain. I, I sure do. Um, and mm-hmm. to be honest with you, it's a I don't think that you said too much. I think that you said just enough. And in fact, I, I've still thought about this. And I've done additional research myself on this like topic while just sitting at my desk at work. So, I mean, you've pretty much covered everything, but... I, I'm telling you, it's fascinating to look at the pictures. So if you haven't yet, or yes. you don't know what we're talking about in in regards to the previous episode, spontaneous human combustion. Also, today I just want to announce that I'm not drinking any alcohol, and that paired with this episode <laughs> is literally absolutely nothing. Lainey? On cat's end, yeah, anyway. Yeah, lady. Anyways, yes. How about you? I am drinking the exact opposite. I went for a Long Island iced tea, so that I am taking in all of the quantities that cat normally would be taking in. So it's still technically even. Yeah. We got you know we got a little bit of vodka. We got a little bit of tequila. We got you know a little bit of rum in there. We got a little bit of uh, got a little bit of everything. To be honest with you, to be honest with you, I really do love the idea Mm. of a Long Island iced tea. I'm just that was quite delicious. I'm just taking a break for myself. Gotta go to bed early tonight. Gotta wake up early tomorrow. It's one of those types of things. Keeping healthy. Well, yeah, and keeping healthy and keeping healthy. I technically too have to do those things, but (laughs) but here we are. (laughs) (laughs) How was your week, lady? It's good. It was really good. I mean. You know, just gearing up, getting ready to head back to school, and yeah, other than that, just going really well. How are you? Well, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I would like to hear more about you going to school, though, and maybe sharing some good and exciting news. Um, well, I am going back to school for a second time to get my degree in elementary education and I just happened to have gotten a really awesome scholarship out of the deal that has taken 
taking care of a lot of a lot of stress that has been weighing down on my shoulders because I already have had a mountain of student debt on my shoulders since the first round of college and I didn't know what I was doing when my dad was like Lainey you're gonna have to get a job right out of college that makes like eighty thousand dollars a year if you want to keep up with you know these payments and I looked him dead in the face at 17 and was like yeah and oh, that's easy. I, I have so much. Life I'm going to, to school so much for life. media activism. I'm going to get an eighty thousand dollar a year job immediately out of college, Dad. Why are you looking at me like that? Um, it turns out my dad was right, you guys. Well, <laughs> and it also turns out that a seventeen year old should not be in charge of making decisions that affect the rest of their life. That also put them. An insane, like, I'm talking like $80,000 worth of debt. And we've, we've dwindled that number down, but it's still there. And it's so chiseling. to have this scholarship and uh, to be going to school for something that I love very much is is really exciting. And I'm very thankful to the world and to everybody that has helped me even get to this, this part of life. So, yeah, it's good. I'm excited. I'm very happy. I honestly think it's interesting. Some people... I, you know, there's first and second and third acts, depending on who you are as a person. Let's pretend mm. your college is your is your level there. So, like your first act, right? You know, you were f- you were fresh, and the world was your oyster. And honestly, I still think. I mean, I know that we differ because I I'm, I'm, I viewed it more from afar, but I think that honestly, you got a lot out of it still. Like, oh, I yeah, no, absolutely, I do not regret. Right what my choice and is I, but, I, I, but I do hear incredible people in times but my god but my god so the money and that's the thing so like <laughs> but so you've had a, you've had some years to kind of dwindle down on not just okay well now I have to work it started that way with okay well now I need to work and I need to make a living and then it was like okay well if I'm going to make a living I should do something that I like and oh wow turns out working with kids is really fun and then oh wow it turns out that like being a nanny is just literally the the best thing that i could ever imagine and honestly i've never seen i've never seen laney so happy as when she's literally working with children of all ages to be honest with you it's the best and um so i think that it's really funny to or not funny but it's it's a great it's a great moment to admire how you had to kind of live a little bit and experience it and, and allow yourself to kind of figure out what you truly wanted and now you're kind of definitive on it like it's it's done it's decided and i honestly don't imagine you doing anything else i feel like you should work with children i I can't imagine myself doing anything else i look back on you know even the five the past five or so years a little more of my life and it it just feels like it's always what i've been supposed to do and it because it comes naturally it comes incredibly easily and not that what i do is necessarily completely easy sometimes it is sometimes it's really effing difficult but because of the joy because of how much i love it it makes it easier not that the work itself becomes easier but getting up and being excited to go to work you know not laying awake crying at night anxious about going to work the next morning because i'm so miserable does a lot for the human soul yeah it's quite it's quite crushing so many of those nights in my in my past of just utter terror at the knowledge that i have to wake up and go to work and that is awful 
that's an awful thing for people to experience and millions and millions and millions and millions of people experience it every single day so i'm very thankful i i, I don't take any of this lightly i yeah i'm very that's happy fine. for you and i love you <laughs> thank you i love you I, i'm so happy i do want to say that you get to uh i get to watch you yeah, you, know, you get to join me because I don't do anything in life without you. Oh, so. to be honest with you, if it's, a, if it's an <laughs> education for you, it's a free education <laughs> for me. And so I, exactly. I I do like to imagine myself helping her with her homework. Because honestly, I, a free education, anywhere that you can get it, there are even websites that I have taken classes on because they offered me a chance to learn something for free. How do you think I learned how yeah. to code a website? I didn't go to school for that. I don't think you would do that about me, but now you do. No, I figure things out. I'm one of those jack-of-all-trades. I did th kind of the exact opposite of Lainey. So when I graduated high school, I, I wanted to go to school for, like, art. I, it wasn't even, like, a specific type of art. I, I changed five different art degrees and, like, a s like ideas in my head in general uh, mm -hmm. over a course of a year. So, like, I've been an yep. incredibly indecisive person my entire life and my parents knew that well enough to go please don't take out this money and don't go to art school and just take your time figuring it out and the funny thing is is jokes on everybody i never figured it out this is <laughs> this is this is it's a surprise it's still a surprise i've gone from job to not job to job to job like i can't hold a job but like i collect them and so i've worked multiple jobs at once and then i always leave one on good terms and i've never been fired always leave my jobs on on good terms i've worked multiple jobs so i can keep those hours like i've always been good at that but they've always been fucking just none of them make sense like when i start to say these things out loud there i suppose there is a bit of a slide so i i started you know customer service like anybody did then cosmetology, then like massage therapy, then photography, and I can't even call it photography. I was just walking around Sugarloaf Mountain. I mean, we had a jacket. We, we had, had a jacket. Ja I was just gonna say said a jacket that blank fit. blank photography. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and we walked. <laughs> we we the took name. pictures of shit. Walked <laughs> into a place and then deposited said pictures. Like it, it's it's a thing. And it was, and then it was a time. I just think the, the jumping from the cosmetology to that is kind of funny. And then I went from that to teaching, but I, then I taught, I was teaching art, right? No, 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 no. I went from that to customer service again, a call center work, then to, then to teaching art and starting a business and then working in like m the medical field. That's when I started going into the medical field. It is all over the place. And then I went into the medical field and then I switched back out and did like more secretarial work then i went back into the medical field then i did plumbing and heating and <laughs> yeah you did uh, you i still have i have your diploma <laughs> <laughs> it was riding around in the trunk of my car for so long and i kept just being like oh yeah i did i did some Cat electrical you're right i did some electrical and then i did health work health care again and then now now, now I'm kind of back in customer service, but I, I chose the job because of the environment that I would be able to, I could, I could work ideally from home. I could hang out with Lainey. We could do the show. I would be with my exactly. animals. Life taught me that it's not necessarily about what I'm doing as much as it is what I'm doing. 
I love being home. I love my animals. I love my friends. I love my family and I want to spend more time with them. And so my job should supply and help me do that and also give me the lifestyle. Like, because I was working like overnights. It was insane hours. It was too much. But it was watching you die. It was awful. Well, I wasn't dying necessarily as much as I, it was just too much. It was too much. But regardless, regardless. So here we are. 12 minutes into our yes, episode. round two. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be talking about <laughs> teratomas this episode. Yeah, we are. Yeah. And if you don't know what a teratoma is, well, I'd say pause and Google it immediately because I don't want to ruin anything for you. But there's a lot to it. Yeah. So... Honestly, it's, it's hard to start anywhere, but if I'm going to start anywhere, it's going to be from the bottom, and it's going to be the scientist, the scientific aspect of them, and then we're going to get a little weird with it, but we're going to start with a little bit of an explanation of why we had to get weird with it, so, you ready, lady? Oh, I am so ready. I love teratomas. So, a teratoma is a type of germ cell tumor that contains different types of tissues, including hair, teeth, eyes, bone muscle and some neurons they can develop literally anywhere in the body especially in the midline locations such as your sacrum or coccyx and in the center okay so let's just talk about that let's just let's just talk about that really quick i don't know if you really heard what kat just said but she just said a tumor that can really grow anywhere in the body that has teeth hair bones eyes and neurons it's oh neurons i was gonna say was it the neurons was it the neurons i got you (laughs) if you are not terrified in that brief one sentence description you need you need to look it up and realize how much more terrifying it really is in reality technically they have feelings too laney yeah yeah they do (laughs) and just in case you don't know where the sacrum or coccyx is think of your midsection to your lower back and tailbone so yes the nervous system is contained with usually usually what is considered to be a teratoma is the combination of exactly those things hair teeth eyes bone muscles and neurons neurons being part of the nervous system literally meaning that there's feelings and touch and and sensation going to these bits and pieces so ah! oh this is literally the f- <laughs> not even the first paragraph i know <laughs> so they normally and most often and we'll get into statistics after they most often start in the reproductive cells that can produce eggs or sperm so same area when you think of that midsection to your lower body okay you know like the mess that we call our organs just piled on top of one another in this meaty sack So, the cause of teratomas is not completely understood. However, it is thought that these tumors derive from three developmental germ layers called the ectoderm, the mesoderm, and the endoderm. These germ layers are made up of germ cells which are capable of forming a variety of tissues, including fat, muscle, teeth, nails, and hair. That's where it comes from. And so it has these components... And those components naturally are hooked up with a nervous system similar to ours that train it to grow these things. 
This is what it's supposed to do. This is its job. It's doing it. Okay? This is the scientific aspect of it before it has to get weird. <laughs> All right. So during fetal development, some of these germ cells do not differentiate, thereby retaining the ability to turn other and to turn into other cell types. So they're still trying to kind of figure out what they're doing, and when it can't figure that out, when there's some kind of, you know, error, 404 does not compute, <laughs> they, they turn into this. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of, well, I mean, not the same as a cancerous cell at all. It's, it's not necessarily, but how a cancerous cell just defects. It kind of acts the same way. <laughs> so these germ cells then migrate through the midline until they've reached the primitive gonads where they can remain literally for decades. Okay? And eventually developing into eggs or sperm. Okay, it depends. So, it is thought that the problem during these cells differentiation differentiation process could lead to, could lead to development of teratomas, which explains why teratomas may occur in the gonads themselves or along the path of the germ cell migration. Okay? Moving on a little bit here. Forgive me for not saying the actual medical term. I did try and practice it with <laughs> Laney, and I just decided I didn't need to make a fool of myself. So we're just going to go with... Nobody's going to know what We're it just going to go anyway. with... Tailbone. 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 <laughs> Teratomas that occur in the tailbone can cause weakness in the lower extremities, painful or difficult urination, constipation, stomach pain, on top of a loo of other gastro gastrointestinal issues. Mm. Oh my god, I hope I don't have a teratoma. Oh god. Anyways, this type oh of teratoma is often diagnosed prenatally and is the most common tumor found in newborns and children. But it is still rare overall. It occurs in about one in every 35,000 people. Sorry, infants. And the teratoma symptoms may vary based upon size and location of the tumor. In many instances, the tumor may be visible. Tumors that are, aren't visible might be felt under the skin. For example, testicular teratomas can cause lumps or swelling that can be felt or seen in the testicle. Teratomas in the ovaries of adolescents or young adults can cause extreme pelvic or abdominal pain. This results from ovarian torsion, which is its own separate thing. Oh! Did you know about that? Oh, nope. But the phrase that I can only guess. So yep. it's literally quoted as the twisting of the ovary. Yep. Yeah, it has to be. That's all it could possibly mean. We do get into it oh. a slight bit in the future. So rarely an ovary can twist around the lig ligament that holds it in place. This condition is known as ovarian torsion and can result in intense pain. I couldn't imagine. Again. Now, once again, like some of these symptoms, like some of these, like I have felt symptoms like this, like, you know, like uh, in regards to like the pain that they're talking about, the location that they're talking about. Some of these things can be mixed, like can be, you know, you have to kind of rule out a lot of these medical issues before they're like, okay, yeah. something is fucking going on and we need to figure it out. And then poof, teratoma. And you'll understand why if you haven't already Googled it already. You silly, silly, yep. silly person. Also... You said it happens in every, like, 35,000 babies? 35 that's to 40,000 infants, yeah. That's not that... Like, that's pretty common. I told you! I told that's you! pretty common. 
honestly, most of the time, it can be resolved relatively early on, so it's not necessarily something incredibly life-threatening. And so once they find it, once they remove it, people move on, bada-bing, bada-boom. Sometimes it's not that way at all. We'll get into that, but like, at at least if it's discovered when you're an infant, it's relatively more manageable than trying to map through yeah. the diagnosis of why you're feeling sick as an adult and then realizing, oh dear. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh dear. Ovarian torsion is considered a medical emergency because of that twisting, and it can absolutely cut off the blood supply to the ovary and the fallopian tubes. So let's talk about trauma to your goddamn reproductive system yeah that's right so in addition to lumps there can be other physical symptoms or lab or sorry abnormal lab results the diagnostic tests that can help uncover teratomas include a biopsy which is a surgical removal or a sample of the tumor itself for testing in a lab an x-ray blood tests magnetic resonance imaging so mri or computed tomography ct Right. <laughs> right. 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 Oh, I, right. I, I did that for you guys. Or an ultrasound. <laughs> which is also a sonogram. Well, I've had multiple MRIs because of just all of the weird gastro... You know, the GI. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know these hand gestures. All the GI, like, crap that I've had to go through. So, hopefully, they would have seen... Something so at least I can. To be honest with you guys, to be honest with you guys, Lainey and I are amongst two of the most probably relatable people. I mean, obviously, not if you're a gym rat, tutoring. Well, I mean, (laughs) I was gonna say I don't know if we're tuning in, falling apart. (laughs) I think I think our horn is more of a fog horn. It's more of a. It's a low gurgling. It's a it's the it's the sound of the large intestines actually. Mm, mm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the tooth of our own horn right there. If you have gastro issues, if you have period issues, sorry if that excludes a lot of people or you shut off the podcast because there are children in the car. Um <laughs> if you have, you know, any, it, honestly, anything having to do with right below the breasts to right above the knees. <laughs> <laughs> where, yeah, we got where you. Where your people? <laughs> it's all fun and games literally, until start falling apart. Literally, where everything, <laughs> everything Just, is. It. From about gay height down. <laughs> I mean, I can go both of those other sides, but that's a that's a different that's a different market. You're gonna have to call their tech support team <laughs> in order to have them resolve it. We don't work with them up there. I'm sorry. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Anyways, so we outsource that. So I I was talking about a list of diagnostic tests, and um, we ended on sonogram there, so an ultrasound. And so more commonly, we find teratomas through a sonogram because people are trying to figure out what's going on and they're trying to go slightly below the surface and they, ju- they just want a more detailed look of what's of, of what's there so and more often than not also they're just a routine part of prenatal care and so when a fetus has a teratoma growing on the outside of its body it may be diagnosed way before it's born during the ultrasound of the pregnancy so honestly because of the s- 
the statistics, the statistics. I can't help myself. I have to <laughs> say it. I have to like tell myself statistics. There you go. Well, That's how you should say I don't. I don't want to slow down to say it. So then I you're gonna have then to. I end up mashing my words <laughs> together. Statistics. <laughs> and so, because more often than not, teratomas or these growths are found on infants or babies. They're found during sonograms, <laughs> naturally. <coughs> Just leave me alone. I Infants or babies. <laughs> <laughs> the, the two very different... Oh, I meant fetus. I'm sorry. I meant fetus. <laughs> I meant fetus. Thank sorry. you for... No, that's a, that's a good one. I was going to let it go, but I just couldn't stop giggling. I wouldn't have let it go if it were you. <laughs> Anyways, all right. Let me focus. Shit. Fuck. All right. So, teratomas, though, so regardless if they're found during a sonogram or before a baby is born, they may be diagnosed after birth if they cause symptoms such as lumps or swelling. So, if a teratoma is, sus- is suspected in a newborn, imaging tests such as x-rays and CT scans will be used to make a diagnosis. Lumps indicating ovarian teratomas are sometimes discovered during gynecology. During your during your gyno appointment, okay, and testicular lumps may be found during routine physicals, and you may also notice a lump during bath time or a diaper change. Lumps, lumps, scary things. Reasons you go to the doctor. Honestly, yes, always, always go to the doctor if you have a lump, no matter where it is. But go, but go. But based on you and I, this last little point before I get into something weird is literally they always tend to remain if they're not physically present on the outside undiagnosed until they cause symptoms such as physical pain so why do we go to the doctor we're in fucking pain something is off and then by then we're usually like in a place where we probably should have taken care of it before (laughs) but here we are (laughs) took you what 12 hours to convince me to go to the er just laying on my floor and just like dude please, i wish i wish i were please, kidding just no to be honest with you no no let's be honest okay so i blame myself because ladies and gentlemen oh my god no no, no hear me out ladies and gentlemen i don't know if i've ever told you but i am i'm pretty sure i'm a narcoleptic okay and i'm pretty sure or at least have a bit of narcolepsy or i definitely have a sleep thing because I, I, I can I can literally fall asleep and stay asleep at the drop of a hat. And I remember Lainey going through all this pain, and I was like... I, I remember just being tired and sleep, and like, you going, it's fine, bro, it's okay. And I'm like, we should go to the doctor. And you're like, no. And then I fell asleep. And then next thing you know, it's like six hours later. Because I had tried to convince <laughs> her at like 11 or midnight, and then I woke up at like 6 or 7. I, I remember, I literally just woke up and was like, well, how are you doing? And she was like... I'm literally dying and I I like she was <laughs> clinging on to life people and she never woke me up. Yeah. And, that, and I literally straight denial. I feel it the same thing happened again and I I did the same thing and I finally at like seven AM I looked at my partner and I was like Okay. Yep. I give it Yeah, fuck I'm man, bro. I'm I like, gotta go. Alright, I tried. I tried. And, and what's really funny is I come from a family of people who are just like, fuck it, I don't need it, I don't need a doctor, I'm fine. And honestly, they usually sometimes get over it. And so I allowed my sister to say, <laughs> no, I got this. 
I don't need anything. We're fine here. And I didn't have to, and I didn't assert myself. And then, <laughs> and then I, and then that happens. And I wake up the next morning. I'm like, this ain't right. Like my spidey senses after I woke up, were going off. And, <laughs> and I remember going, this isn't right. At least you woke up. And I was, and I went to the bathroom and I remember coming out and she's like, I think I need to go to the hospital. I'm like, well, it's a fucking bout time. And I don't know why I didn't just make her do it. I didn't, but now I know better. Well, but it was June of 2020, so the pandemic was in full blare in effect in all its That's terrifying true. glory. That's true. And the entire time I was in there, I was delirious. I hadn't slept. I was in so much pain. And every single person that came to talk to me was in a hazmat suit. And one of the guys that was, like, the nurse that was, you know, walking by sounded exactly like Danny Avedan from Game Grumps yeah. and Ninja Sex Party. And I all I could do was just lay there and be like, well, at least Danny is... Dan will help save me. <laughs> it was terrifying. I wanted nothing to do with being in the hospital. I just kept apologizing to everybody. I was like, I know you have more important patients. I'm so sorry for being here. I hate it. Like, I sh- hate it. Shut, shut up. I hate shut it. Up. They're, they're pleased to see somebody nice like you. As somebody who's worked in a hospital and also brought patients to a hospital, they're like, thank God you're here. How are you? What's going on in your life? (laughs) Well, you're not actually dying in front of me right now. You're in pain, but you're not literally dying. This is a nice change. No, I'm thinking more or less of you. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh Oh my god, hold on, I, I'm going to say it out loud, because I'm not going to lie, we're, we're here. My mom came up with this brilliant idea, because I'm having an issue, like, putting my dog, like, I want to bury, I want to barricade her out in the kitchen area, which is, like, big enough itself, and I keep putting these slight obstacles up, because the dog gate hasn't come, and she's like, I, she, and I know my mom got her this beautiful big pen, okay, like, like it's got, she could run circles. She's a dachshund chihuahua mix. Like she could run circles in this pen. And my mom said, "I had a nice. thought. Use her pen to block the area off. Just unlatch it." And I said, "Wow, well, shit, mom." And she said, "I'm the brains in this outfit." And I, and I just I just wanted to point out how precious I thought that was, and I thought that that deserved an immediate response, and that's why I didn't reply so quickly because my mom comes first. Well, of course cute mom moments that was nice though that was nice i'm the brains anyways <laughs> moving on so the brains in this outfit i've never heard that term no <laughs> no no i feel like it must have been said on rugrats or some shit <laughs> okay <laughs> god i'm sorry no i'm sorry great. guys i'm sorry guys i was born in 88 she was born in 94 there's six years of difference sometimes it's not noticeable until it is <laughs> no, there's Rugrats when I was growing up. There's plenty of Rugrats. I just wasn't a Rugrats kid. I wasn't into it. Right. Oh, God, I miss Doug. <sighs> anyways, anyways. So, the twin theory. Yes. As the phenomenon is literally called the twin theory, it is where about one in 500,000 experience a rare type of teratoma called fetus in fetu. Fetus within a fetus. This teratoma can have the appearance of a malformed fetus. It is made up of living tissue. But 
without the support of the placenta and the amniotic sac, the undeveloped fetus has no chance of development. So, one theory explains that the fetus and fetu teratoma, as the remains of that twin was unable to develop in the womb, and it was inevitably encompassed by the body of the surviving child. When you're thinking of removing that teratoma yeah. on the outside of the body, it's like absorbing your twin as they say, in yep. some ways. And opposing theories explain the fetus and fetu as merely more than, or more developed dermoid cyst. So just a cyst. It's a, it's like a, mm. uh, it could be, um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, um, when it's not cancerous, it's, uh, benign. 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 So, but the high level of develop, uh, the high level of development favors the twin theory. So, tends to be more of the yeah. the understood practice of things. So, fetus and fetu only develops in twins who both have their own sac of amniotic fluid or share the same placenta. The fetus and fetu teratoma is most often detected in infancy. It can occur in children of either sex. In 90% of the cases, these teratomas are found before the child reaches 18 months of age. Most fetus and fetu teratomas lack complete brain structure, but 91% of them have a spinal column, and 82.5% have limb buds. We're talking like, yep. you know, when they just spout out like buds, like... Yep. You know, <laughs> oh, the visuals. Yeah. yeah. Now I see it. Yeah. So teratomas must always be surgically removed. Mature or benign teratomas can be disfiguring and very large in size, so they have to be removed relatively very quick or else there's something permanent going on there even though they're you know they are not malignant they can cause devastating outcomes in newborns when not treated mature teratomas can also become super cancerous over time so if they're allowed to just decay mm. Mm. if a teratoma is diagnosed during pregnancy you'll have sonograms often to just assess the growth and the size of the teratoma and its impact on your baby's health and in some instances fetal surgery may be done to drain the fluid from the teratoma but usually the teratoma will be surgically removed literally after the baby is born. Taken from you, yeah, like immediately, like, and, and removed. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way to do it. You do look like you want to say something. Um, no, I just... It's scary. Like, there are so many things that can go wrong when building a human inside you. It's insane. The, um, it's insane that anybody is born, quote-unquote, normal. You know, ten fingers, ten toes. You know, uh, it's crazy. It's uh, well, yeah. Anyway, well, I don't another know. Another terrifying thing to add on top of an already terrifying. To be honest thing. with you, to be honest with you, this <laughs> aspect of it's not so terrifying to me as much as what happens after you've already grown into an adult. No, that's true. So to me, so and we haven't gotten to that part quite yet, but. Right now, like, right now it's just kind of sad to me. Like, right now it's just kind of like one of those things where it happens. It is more common, but not, obviously it's not like, you know, your neighbor five doors down and then seven doors down, you know. It's it's inflicted yeah. them, but it does inflict people. Um, but it's the, it, oh, we're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. So, a report in 2008 in Colorado Springs. A Colorado, uh, sorry, in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Uh, of, of a teratoma case involving a baby with a small tumor in its brain. Doctors operated on a three-day-old baby removing the tumor and were shocked to find that it contained one fully formed foot. 
another partial foot, and the beginnings of a hand and a thigh. The doctor said, mm-hmm. I've literally never seen, or oh, he didn't say literally, I apologize. I've never seen anything like it before. It looked like the breech delivery of a baby coming out of a brain. So, absorbed his sibling a little bit, and it just had to be kind of removed from my understanding. Brain. Insane in the membrane. Insane and the brain. (laughs) (laughs) Bad, bad taste. Oh. Making friends, making friends. After surgical removal, your child will continue to be monitored for tumor regrowth annually for several years. When teratomas occur in an ovary, surgical removal is absolutely required. Mature ovarian teratomas are treated by removing part of the part of or all of the ovary. So, treatment for immature or cancerous ovarian teratomas often include often include chemotherapy, obviously medication that kill fast mm. growing cells such as cancerous cells or surgery the stage of your tumor will determine the type of treatment that you will need mature and immature testicular teratomas are typically treated with surgical removal of the testicle gotta take the whole thing you gotta take the whole thing oh that's a damn shame you gotta take the whole thing same with the ovary or you know part of yep well you said partial ovary partial but you gotta take the whole testing well yes but because you still have one ovary and you can you know well you still have got one other testy too so uh uh fair game fair I game guess, i guess it works match out. made in heaven yeah. match made in heaven <laughs> so here's the fun part there are many legends that describe the origins of teratomas the ancient Greeks, who often attributed anything they did not understand to the gods, thought that these tumors were conceived when a man's sperm was mixed with menstrual blood. Yeah! Metal! In modern history of teratomas, tumors go way back to the 16th century. In the Middle Ages, they called it a stone baby. And because of that, the condition is often referred uh. to as lithopedian in me- medical terminology. It was first reported... Did they actually stone the baby? No, but they looked like a stone... Like they had... Like they like they had these lumps and these shapes on them. Yeah. Um, okay. It was first reported in 1554 by Italian autom- autonomist Julius Caesar, Caesar, who studied a woman with a lump on her neck. And, sorry, Julius Caesar Arantius, who studied a woman with a lump on her neck. He examined it under a microscope and found it to be contained with teeth and hair. Ooh. Ooh. In 1809, French physician Benjamin Bell described ovarian dermoid cysts, which are also known as mature teratomas. It was not until 1827 when Scottish Scottish surgeon Robert James Graves coined the term teratoma from Greek teras, monster, and onkos, tumor. Monster, tumor. Teratomas, I love it. And the, I love and it. It's the, the perfect right name. monster tumor. It's the, the I hate hair. I hate hair as soon as it is detached from the body. It grosses me out. I don't even like taking the hair off of my own brush. Like it is nasty to me. And the thought of like just a little clump of flesh with a hair ball inside of it, just ah, oh, that's even worse. It's like ah. Oh. Well, it's like an oyster of flesh with a hair pearl, and I don't with enjoy a it. hair 
<laughs> What's the difference between that and a baby? It's got, I don't know, a personality and will grow to be a thinking being human. A clump of hair is not... In my opinion, that's all a matter of imagination. It's all a matter of imagination. I mean, I guess. (laughs) Oh, God. I'm not trying to justify anything. Just so you know. (laughs) I'm not on the side of teratomas, monster tumors, if you will. You know, I'm not... (laughs) I don't know. Sound pretty... Teratoma friendly. Well, I do feel bad. <laughs> feel bad for the people that grow that. That's what I'm saying. I don't bad feel for bad the teratomas. for teratomas. No, have I been giving that vibe? <laughs> I was like, you sound like you're pretty pro teratoma, and you're like, well, I do feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine an army of disfigured like? teeth and hair growths just like racing behind me oh that reminds me of that naysayer music video well it personally reminds me of lord of the rings but that's two different wavelengths Mm. (laughs) i like to imagine myself as having a having an orcish army of teratomas Mm. it would be orcs are pretty much the human or the the humanoid teratomas monster tumors anyway Monster tumors. Good lord. Yeah, yeah, this is... Take... I, I should have some water. It's <laughs> leaving a bad taste in my mouth. Anyways. In the Philippines, people refer to this type of tumor as a tick balang or tick balang You know, first of all, I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? It's a ta- it's a Tagalog word referring to a mythical half horse, half man creature, in the Philippine folklore that can cause mischief or death upon encountering humans. Sounds like a little bit of a centaur Loki to me. Mm. So, in a recent case of this 14-year-old boy, he had a right eye proptosis and visual acute uh, visual acuity impairment headaches and facial like pain and he was found to have a large tumor filling his right cavernous sinus the doctors found the patient had fat cartilage muscle strands bone and primordial and a primordial tooth all located in the central area of his sinus there was also another case where in the lungs of a 22-year-old woman with a history of a cough was found to have a mass in her upper left lobe of her lungs, making that of a fungus ball. The doctor oh. performed an upper left, uh, a left upper uh, lobe- lobectomy, revealing a teratoma tumor composed of skin, glands, facial fo- uh, hair follicles, uh, no. apocrine glands, smooth muscle, cartilage, fat, and a respiratory epithelium. Jesus. It's almost a whole ass person. Yeah, just a soup. Like a... A soup of... A, like a, a gumbo. Soup, yeah. Yeah, leftovers. Yeah, a uh, congealed gumbo. Right? Of human. Ugh. A 2018 study had shown that an intrapulmonary teratoma was misdiagnosed as aspergilloma, 
as a 52-year-old woman who was complaining of an intermittent episode of hemo, uh, hemo, uh, hemotipsis over 40 years. And so, yes, that is coughing up bits of blood for 40 years. Mm. That's what they call it. It's just naturally did she just not go to the hospital no no she was she had complained of it it was intermittent it would happen every now and then so a chest computed uh tomography a ct scan showed that a calvit a cavitary lesion about five by five centimeters hinted a fungus ball bronchoscopic biopsy and bronco uh a bronco aviolar oh my god i always (laughs) do that word too Whatever. A, bro- <laughs> a bronchoscopic biopsy. Lavage failed to identify tumor cells or pathogens. A serum tuberculosis antibody test indicated no, abnormal- nora- no abnormalities. So, the initial diagnosis was made by a local physician as Aspergillus infection. Same as before. Because of positive results of Aspergillus galactoman GMSA, the patient was administered a certain amount of medication for two weeks. However, her symptoms failed to alleviate. She was transferred to a hospital and underwent upper left lo- uh, an upper left lobectomy, and a specimen revealed a solid cystic mass containing yellowish, yellow yellow uh, material with hair and skin, just growing inside Ugh. of her leg. An examination revealed a mature teratoma lined by the glands and hair follicles and adipose tissue and muscle and cartilage and a respiratory epithelium as well was officially uh, described as a teratoma. So what, how does it create the, is the, is it born from the fungus? I don't understand. So it's made up, it's made up of of the germ cells. And the so aspergillus or aspergillus fungus? Well, then, yes. And so it's, it's these germ layers that be kind of just become confused in what their paths are supposed to be. So they kind of morph off and uh, like similar, like when I was describing earlier, like similar to that of a cancerous cell, it just decides it's going to do something else on its own. And yeah. so these just kind of malfunction in what they're supposed to do and then kind of just die and then become this infectious thing because they they're told that this is their this is their path this is where they're supposed to go and this is what they're supposed to do and when that malfunctions they have nowhere else to go but conglomerate to get like create a conglomerate together and then create this mass because that's what the nervous system is trying to tell them to do and so in other words you have a mass of hair and tissues and skin and fat growing inside mm-hmm. of you and sometimes it has an eyeball. Ugh. Yeah. That's it though. That's what I had. That is nasty. I love it. It's hard when you don't there have the pictures directly in front of you but it's also hard when you have the pictures directly in front of you. So, <laughs> yeah, to focus on anything else or uh, get on with your life. Oh, there was one woman that, like, I, I heard about it and I don't have the information in front of me, so I, I don't want to get it wrong. So, allegedly, <laughs> <laughs> I do remember a story about a woman that had one and it, it caused, 
like her brain to malfunction because it was starting to eat away at her brain a little bit and it they thought she was go had like a full psychotic break or something until and she was hospitalized and they then finally found a teratoma that had been was it latched on was it latched onto her brain i believe so 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 that's interesting because when you think about what the cells are designed to do if the cell is saying i need to attach myself here like it directs all the other material there and that's why it grows so it's the se- it's the central nervous it's the cell for the ne- central nervous system that should be connecting itself in with what is currently there that's just deciding to do its own thing and i think that that's fascinating that's crazy yeah oh i love it i love it it's it's terrible and terrifying and beautiful all at the same time i know it is it is something that i, I think <laughs> that i'm gonna draw I am going to draw. I am going to draw. Yes. Yeah. I did send you that music video by Ye Sayer because the entire music video for Matter Red is... Oh, you did it right now. Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell just basically having a teratoma pet that, like, flies, kind of. Oh, it's great. It's Stop great. You should it. check it out. Right now? In this it's really moment? good. I mean, not right this second, no. Yeah, I probably <laughs> should. I probably should. <laughs> Oh, we are so so happy you guys joined us for yet another episode and we finally concluded our accidentally two-part series of weird medical what was it what was the word bizarreities yes bizarreties bizarreties <laughs> and we might end up doing this if one you, again because it took me a minute to find out what i wanted to talk about and in the process of that i found a lot of other things i would love to talk about so there's a lot of weird shit out there human bodies do really weird things yeah nature you scary yeah (laughs) we are so happy that you guys joined us and if you ever want to check us out on our um social media you can head on over to cat and laney that's k-a-t-a-n-d-l-a-n-e-y on twitter and instagram and if you wanted to get a hold of us or just say hello send a message have an idea for an episode anything you can shoot us a message at contagiouscuriositypod at gmail.com yes and i'm looking at actually starting to build us a little bit of a website and i've been trying to convince laney to uh get a patreon going uh and maybe inaugurate the new year with it and maybe share some videos yes. of us occasionally. A uh, fucking occasionally. Not all the time. But <laughs> like every now and then. And also have little special things and maybe have a couple couple items for sale. Yeah. Maybe do a little we talked about art yarn, do a little tutorial, like a spinning tutorial or a knitting tutorial or fun things like that. It'll be good. Yeah. We'll see. Reach out. We got a lot out. of things that we're we're dreaming about. We got a mood board, you know. We're we're filling in our colors and trying to you know come up with the best way to bring you guys the best kind of content we can yeah i mean we love you yeah and we want to do that we're here for us we're here for you exactly all right can, those two things don't have to be mutually exclusive <laughs> <laughs> all right guys love you <laughs> love you have a good night cheers. cheers there are some cats that are allergic to humans